You ready to rock? Yeah, one said. These big rigs come by. <laughs> we are the Chemical Syndicate, and this is a Batman podcast. This week, episode 17, Batman plus Wolverine equals Dark Claw. Welcome! Goddamn. I said... Welcome! To the Chemical Syndicate. Love was a little hot today. We're your hosts. I'm Shane. I'm David. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to keep my levels low. <laughs> I promise to bring it down, <laughs> all the way down for all you, the brother. Yes, we are the Chemical Syndicate. This is a Batman podcast. I'm Shane. That's David. That's me. I'm David. That's your. You're David. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're right back at you here with another episode of the Chemical Syndicate here. And yeah. We talking Batman. For your pleasure. Of course. <laughs> if you didn't know from the titles and everything else that we do, <laughs> we talking Batman. Yeah, that's what we do here. But man, we got more to talk about than just bats. That's right. We got another animal coming at you. Oh man, we breeding here. We splicing. <laughs> splicing and dicing. <laughs> Licking jigs, kicking jigs. <laughs> But man, today I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of excited. I, I've been getting myself a little bit more hyped up on this because for mm-hmm. some reason, at some point after come up with the idea of like talking about this subject today, yeah, I didn't have enough hype kind of mm. right after that. Yeah, and I would say this past week, getting ready for this recording was me kind of getting hyped up getting again. Hyped up on it. That's cool. Like, yeah, like I'll, I'll have I'll have some opinions on this here, but yeah. I think the concept is is goofy. It's funny. It's yeah. interesting, all in one, and it's. I'm surprised this doesn't actually have enough kind of steam based on <laughs> just the elements of what this is alone. The two super popular characters, like probably the two most popular characters of both uh, Marvel and DC, you know. Absolutely, I think without a doubt, Batman is kind of the main face mm-hmm. of the DC brand when it comes to comics. Yeah. I mean, technically, I feel like Superman is always like the poster boy, kind of like you know the the mascot. But the one that sells the most and the one that is at the highest visibility, maybe, is Batman. Batman. Bat. Batman. Batman. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Obviously, without Batman alone, I don't think either of us would be well uh, sitting in a room recording an, uh, a podcast about Batman. We we wouldn't be friends right now. That's actually a that's 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 a, that that is a strong possibility right there. I'm thinking about anything else that we're normally. I'm saying the thing that maybe brought <laughs> us together. You know what I mean? It is, yeah. Not not to say like if we didn't have Batman, like you and I wouldn't be friends well, right now. But the thing that well, brought us together. Uh, mm. Actually, the other thing that brought us together was you cutting Dusty Rhodes promos on me <laughs> at Cops one day. <laughs> I'm just getting cops. <laughs> Son of a plumber. Wine and dine on pork and beans. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. Because I've wine and dine with, with kings and queens. I've dined on pork and beans. <laughs> that, uh, the American dream. 
Don't you look back. The view never changes, Daddy. And that's hard times. That's hard times, Daddy. If you will. Just waiting for our burgers at Cops and just got me rolling. <laughs> just got a bunch of nonstop uh, son of a plumber <laughs> quotes. And I, I've, I don't think that uh, my dusty impression is going to convey well through the recording today, but... Um, Hmm. I love it. So thanks. Well, you're here. You're here with me now. It's playing in the room right now. <laughs> Don't you hold back on the American <laughs> dream, Daddy. Put your hand out. Put it on the TV. That's me. I'm reaching out for you. <laughs> I'm bad. You know I'm bad. <laughs> uh love me some Dusty. Love me some Dusty. And anybody out there listening to this, I hope you love some Dusty Roads too. But let's get back to the main topic of today. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're talking Batman, but it's Batman plus Wolverine. Whoa. That's right. How'd this crazy shit happen? Right? <laughs> Didn't see that coming. But you got Batman plus Wolverine merged together to create Amalgam Comics Dark Claw. Yeah. Dark for Batman, Claw for Wolverine. <laughs> Whoa, 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 Wait a minute. That's what that means? Get the fuck out of here. you kidding me? Those fuckers did that. But they got paid two mil to do it, too. That's the quote. Even if they do a bad job, you got to pay them. That's true. They only did two comics. One mil for each comic. One mil for each comic, man. Yeah, guys, we're talking Dark Claw. And, as we said, that's the amalgamation of Batman and Wolverine. How does that work? How did it happen? Well, let's find out. Let's learn ya. Let's learn ya real quick here. It all started um, after an interpromotional crossover event called DC versus Marvel, or Marvel versus DC, depending on the respective <laughs> issues, uh, that took place between April through May of 1996, ending with uh, a lot of characters and uh, some potential projects basically being merged from both companies and um, DC and Marvel coming up with Amalgam Comics. So, boom. Uh, this is a bit touchy because uh, this th- researching this opened up some old wounds. Mm. Because, David, you and I, we can't forget about this. I'm still holding a torch for this. I'm still holding some beef. Oh, beef? Some beef. Beef. I've got beef. Oh, yeah. And it ain't for beef. dinner. Because I'm talking access. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. The 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 bane of our existence. A uh, little little fun backstory for all of our <laughs> listeners here. Uh, it was David, myself, I think your girlfriend, and yeah. did Lillian join us on this one too? She may have been there, yeah. I think she was there. Yeah. We attended what was a, a Marvel and DC trivia event mm-hmm. locally, and... And we were killing it. We were killing it, man. We dominated. It was like a two-part kind of quiz where they had like 15 questions on one side, 15 yeah. on the other. It was very, to me, it was a little bit odd because I'm used to our local uh, trivia kind of group that does, a, that does a lot of the main trivia events here. It's got, you know, Quizmaster Trivia. Shout out to Milwaukee Quizmaster Trivia. Ryan Wickens is the man. Um, and I've got a lot of friends through the whole bar trivia scene. Yeah. I mean, that's probably why most of like my downtown connections are mm. as strong as they are. Cause it all started with doing these trivia events. So yeah. his setup, his way of having done it. And you, you've been to some of yeah, his themed of events. Master ones, yeah. Yeah. And the way that he's got it set up is a little bit more fun and simpler. Cause it's like, he's got like a total of 
30 questions, but it's like six sections. Right. You yeah. Know, like five questions for history, five for biography or yeah. geography. Sorry. <laughs> you know, like five for, you know, five questions for music, so on and so forth. Yeah. So his setup is always cool. But uh, for this specific trivia event, they're doing a two two part, you know, kind of thing, I guess. It's all consistently the same theme of questions, but they mm-hmm. give you a bit of an intermission break where you can do like a. They did the the the, the wager question in between. Yeah, you know they had a wager question after the, after the first fifteen, and they mm-hmm. had a wager question at the end, yeah. which was the worst thing <laughs> that ever happened to us. And you're gonna you're gonna hear all about it. But we were dominating, guys. Yeah, but we're not exaggerating here. Yeah, we, we were well ahead every time they tallied up points. We were yeah, I don't know what five points. More fifteen when more. Play? I don't know. No, we were we were dominating, dude. We were like close to twenty points ahead oh, okay. from like That's the right. person yeah. that had second place. Yeah, and it wasn't even the person that had second place or third place, or even fourth or fifth. Yeah, that ended up winning. Yeah, there were people like looking around when they would say like our, like our uh, uh, our total. Yeah, I feel like I, I remember just seeing people going like, <laughs> "Fucking, how do they have that much?" <laughs> Yeah, like we we were killing it, and you know, like for the first, I don't remember the question for the wager round after the the, the first mm-hmm. wager question. I don't remember that one. Was it a listing one? Mm, I I, I, I legitimately don't remember yeah. because whatever it was, I think we got it and we were great. Yeah. The one question I think because there was like three questions total that had like an answer that only one person knew yeah. respectively for those questions. I don't remember the first one mm-hmm. or maybe it was just two. All I know is the two that I'm going to reference here. <laughs> so I got one of them. Yeah. And it was the question about this Fox pilot series based on human target. Oh, right. Yeah. Like who starred as a, uh, yeah, you know, human target. Yeah, in that show. Yeah, and I knew it because, like, literally, like, probably a week or two before, I was on a YouTube, <laughs> uh, Wikipedia rabbit hole. Yeah, just going from one hyperlink to the next. Yeah, you know, one subject to the other, learning new mm-hmm. shit. And I literally just learned that fact. So, like, when we had that question, I was excited. Like, I was a hundred percent. Like, I know this one. Yeah, you know, like who who was you know human target for this nineteen nineties. Pilot, you yeah, know, run or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, oh fuck yeah, it's a uh, um, uh, Rick Springfield. R- yeah, Rick Springfield. Mm-hmm. Am I? Yeah, is it Springfield? Yeah. Right. Well, I, Rick Springfield is like a singer. He's, yeah, he's also an actor. Oh, okay. That was him. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it was Rick Springfield. I don't know. I'm like, I'm. I'm I keep <laughs> thinking there's like somebody else with a similar sounding name, but I'm, yeah. I'm talking about the guy. I'm talking about the same person. Richard Sprungfeld. <laughs> Sprungfeld. <laughs> I mean, he just wanted to marry his cousin. Because <laughs> they're so attractive. They are so attractive in Shelbyville. <laughs> so I got that one. And yeah, I was I was super proud of that because uh, nobody else had that answer. Yeah. Then let's fast forward to the... Now, now that was, I don't think that was... That was just a general one of the general questions in one of the, the parts of the uh, yeah. quizzes. It wasn't like a type... Uh, not a type... Um, wager question in the, after the first round. Once again, don't remember that. Now, let's jump to the very end of the trivia event for the last wager round question. Yeah. This was the last question overall. Mm-hmm. And once again, we're leading the way. Yeah. We ain't got nothing to prove. <laughs> but we don't know the answer to this question, which was, which shared character between DC and Marvel Comics, mm-hmm. you know, uh, named Access? What is their, you know, other oh, name? Their real name, yeah. What's yeah. Their, yeah. Their alter ego name. Yeah. 
and you and I are just we're we're dead. We're yeah. dead in the water. We don't know. Yeah. We, I I can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. I can't jog my memory yeah. of this character. And it sucks because like I read the comic. I bought the comic when I was a kid. I had read it. I was super excited to have it. But, you know, after 15 years of <laughs> not having read it. It didn't break ground. Yeah. It didn't break anything, like, earth-shattering amongst yeah. the community of fans that enjoy these characters and these companies. So. Yeah. Well, one of the most frustrating things is knowing that you have read it, you you know the source material, and you just can't remember this one character because you so, you know, the thing that I remember about it is all the team, all the, you know... Uh, the fight, you know, <laughs> like Batman yeah. versus Captain America, Superman versus the Hulk, you know, all that stuff. That's what I remember, you know, Jubilee versus Robin. That's the shit that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, but man, we were stumped. We mm-hmm. were done. Like, yeah. it, we weren't gonna wager anything. Yeah. So we wagered zero. Yeah, because we're like, we got this. I mean, nobody else is gonna know this. Right, or at the very <laughs> least, if they did, how much confidence do they have in like doubling up, you right. know, or do they have enough points to double up? Yeah. What were what were the odds? Right. Well, incredibly good for the person, <laughs> the one person that got the goddamn answer, man. Yeah. Uh, I, good for them. Good for you. Good for you. Oh, good for you. Axel Asher. Axel fucking Asher, ladies and gentlemen. Access's other name, his real name is Axel Asher. <laughs> and so we will never forget that. Never going to forget it. And he and he's co-owned by both DC Comics and Marvel Comics. You remember that. <laughs> so if you ever see him used in a movie, just think that for some reason there's going to be some correlation with <laughs> DC Comics. <laughs> Who knows? Well, I doubt they'll ever. I mean, uh, well, look, now that, never now say never. Now that James Gunn is uh, head of uh, Marvel, I mean DC, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, he's, he's talked about like, yeah, I'm open to doing a crossover with Marvel, uh, but they would both have to be in dire straits to. Because the reason they did this in the first place in the comics was because they were both <laughs> headed for uh, like, you know, financial know, ruin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were looking for ways to. <laughs> they were hard pressed to make up. some cash. Yeah, yeah, the bubble had burst, and at least they gave it a go. And I suppose they probably found some success because they're still in yeah. business today. So, <laughs> but man, I was so salty because. Like I said, it wasn't somebody who was in second place, third place, fourth place, or even fifth place that right, snuck up. It was yeah. like literally within like the top ten, if I recall. Yeah. Because their name, they they were saying like they were going down the team names every once in a while to kind yeah. of give everybody an update of where yeah, everybody's just like at. The heading and yeah. Yeah. Hence why people, like David said, would yeah. look around and be curious, like who the fuck yeah, is who's doing so this? Far out in front. Yeah. But man, this person was the only person that knew the answer. Yeah. And they obviously. Bet it all on <laughs> Axel Asher. We bet it all on you. <laughs> and Axel they Asher. and so to reference the number of points you mentioned earlier, they had wagered all their points, mm-hmm. and we played it safe. I think since nobody else probably trusted their answers, I yeah. mean nobody else got further ahead of us besides yeah. this one person by five points. Yeah, it makes sense for what they did. Like, if I was in their position, I'd be like, dude, we're already like not in the top three or whatever. So why not just wager a bunch of our points and see if we can get it. So, it and if, if they, you know, if they, if they did, you know, wager both uh, all their points, then that dude was very confident in his, in his answer as well. He should have been cause he got it right. Right. I mean, you know, seriously good for him. Uh, yeah. not really mad at him. Uh, I'm just <laughs> mad at the fact that we, it was in our, way. it was in our hands. We had it. Yeah. And it's like, man, you and chose just one piece. We didn't, uh, we just didn't know this one piece. Yeah, and I kind of wish they would have thrown that in there 
you know, I don't know. Like I like I said, I didn't like the format. <laughs> yeah. To have a wager at the end of the first half of the quote trivia, and then like the second half after we've been confidently like getting yeah. ahead, and it's like, oh man, we got boned. Yeah. But them's the breaks. Yeah. As Curtis Blow would say, these are the breaks. That's true. I'm a big fan of If I Rule the World of, by oh, Curtis Blow. Curtis Blow. Okay. Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. You ever seen and it? if we rule the world, yeah. we would have won that trivia. <laughs> well, yeah. Our reality could be anything we <laughs> if we would have won. We could have made our own Amalgam Universe. That's true. Right. But let's move along. So, uh, yeah, you guys now know about our trivia. Yeah, here's trivia a, a, a little yeah personal piece of uh, of how the Amalgam Universe has boned us <laughs> in the past. Dude, big time. That crossover killed us. <laughs> I mean, we could have had an even bigger gift card to that restaurant that we uh, were at. <laughs> so we got second place, like a couple of second place chumps. A couple of losers. Listen, when David and I put our collective minds together at these trivia events, we kill it every <laughs> single time. Except that one time. Except that one time. <laughs> I killed that that uh, MCU trivia last year, though. Oh, nice, man. Remember that? Uh, you weren't there. Yeah, no, I, I don't, because I wasn't there. But but I invited you, and you were, you were unavailable. Yeah. But I got first place, so. Nice. Yeah. Went up there and lorded it over everybody. Yeah. Fuck you, and fuck you, and fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I was marking out pretty hard. <laughs> I was well, having like a I was having like a Kurt Angle celebration, crying and everything. Yeah. <laughs> drinking milk, and <laughs> yeah, drinking and crushing milk. <laughs> uh, what, what was that a like? Were you a solo team or did you have? Were you with like? I had Jeff with me. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Jeff Dace, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, the, the composer of yeah. our, our uh, wonderful theme song. Yeah, um, he joined me for the uh, for the event, and he's. Normally the type that doesn't have much knowledge on the uh, mm-hmm. stuff like that, like the MCU or any of these movies. Right. And that's fine. I just needed an extra body there not to feel alone. Uh, <laughs> I'll carry feel this like a team. Loser. <laughs> I'll carry this team, but I don't want to do it alone. <laughs> but I can't do it alone. But I can. I just don't want to. <laughs> uh, he helped me with, there was like, I want to say two answers that yeah. he did help me with. It is, he, he, is the, he is the kind of guy that will have like that extra bit of knowledge to like just kind of buttress a thing, you know, or like there's some, some, you know, uh, a gray spot in my, <laughs> in, in, in our, uh, in our, our knowledge base. And like, he's able to like fill that, that stuff up, you know, he's got a great trivia mind. Oh, big time. And the question he helped me out with was with Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. And it was in regards to, it was a location question. Yeah. Which I fucking hate those. <laughs> it was like a secret actual real world <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is where they filmed the scene and it's right, like oh yeah. man they're, they're losing me already <laughs> so it's it's like where do they film the scene you know yeah. it's it's um or at least which scene was filmed at like some of these locations and um essentially jeff helped me with the big one that i just had no clue on and yeah. i forget the name of the location but it was used for in Avengers Endgame mm. between Thor and his mom, or at least, you know, when him and Rocket are in the halls of Asgard. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. So it's basically that. Okay, and yeah. I'm like, I wouldn't have, I don't know. I was like not having any luck with any of this, yeah. but luckily he was there for that. He's like, as you said, 
he has knowledge that's more worldly and yeah. and, 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 and and kind of Not useful, so specific, yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of useful. You know, we we have knowledge of things that aren't real. <laughs> we can tell you the whole history of you know certain universes, but uh, our own. Don't ask us, man. <laughs> yeah, you know I have an, I have one other useless fact that uh, I'll I'll state this and then we can move on because I know we're getting off topic, guys. <laughs> but I'm glad you guys are with us. Um, I have a weird knowledge. I can name every WWE champion <laughs> that there ever has been from 1963 all the way to today. I can name it. I can do it forwards. I can do it backwards. <laughs> Alphabetical? Nah. <laughs> Don't nah, I don't work like that. Then you ain't no real fan. <laughs> is this is this my origin story? Is that what you're doing here? Uh huh. Mm, whatever, David. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. Let's move right, on let's past the, the topic trivia. At let's hand get that here. topic at hand. You know what is it? One of my friends sent me a, a, a meme saying like, you know, something something podcast, and then guys in the podcast like, yeah. 40 minutes into it and they're like all right let's go ahead and t- dive right in <laughs> yeah we're those assholes that's, that's us man i felt uh you know kind of stung by by her sharing that <laughs> felt attacked i did i did <laughs> how dare you but this is uh this is our brand do what we want when we want <laughs> um so yes post dc versus marvel they came together and created amalgam comics which uh, I don't really, I didn't dig this deep because I wasn't sure if it was a serious go at it. Mm-hmm. Maybe had sales been astronomically crazy, yeah. maybe Amalgam would still be a thing. Right, yeah. But uh, I'm assuming it was not successful. <laughs> I didn't really find any It's definitely sales a gimmick, history man. On it. it is a gimmick. It's like yeah. a huge attraction of like, let's yeah. get a boost in sales and yeah. share the profits. Right, yeah. Which sounds probably like a bad idea too because you're splitting that probably 50-50. Right, yeah. Are you really making money on it? But... I don't know, boost awareness on all your, you know, uh, characters and stuff. So maybe, maybe it helps. There's hidden costs, especially hidden, uh, rewards to it. Especially for some of the oddball characters that people aren't very, especially mm-hmm. in the mid-90s, were not very privy to. Yeah. So they're being formed with other, you know, other, other you know, other known properties from the other company or maybe mm-hmm. some other lesser known property. Yeah. But still one of those things where, like, retroactively you go, like, 30 years later, you know, or 20, 27 years later yeah. to where we are now. And some of those characters are household names now, especially like the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, right. people and you yeah. know, Captain Marvel, Marvel and all these other, you know, characters. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of them are household names in a sense. Yeah. So they're a little bit more known, which mm-hmm. maybe if Marvel and DC did something like that today, I think that would do good business. Yeah. There's a lot more knowledge on comics these days. There's a lot more interest and crossover appeal I think people do love crossovers. The mm-hmm. universe is bigger now. So, yeah, yeah totally. Um, but after all that, they put out a line of books uh, over the course of the next year and a half, one of which is, well, Legends of Dark Claw, <laughs> which was released in uh, April of 1996, written by Larry Hama with art by Jim Ballant and Ray McCarthy. Yeah. You ever heard of these guys? Um, yeah, I've heard of Larry Hama and I believe I've heard of Jim Ballant before. Um Larry Hama, I, I know I've seen him in like documentaries and stuff. I know he's a, um, I believe he's a Japanese uh, gentleman, uh, which is you know rare in the comic world, especially because he was like in he got I think he got to start in like the seventies, mm-hmm. um, and so obviously very rare to see anybody but a white man <laughs> in comics <laughs> at that time, right? Uh, so uh, I think he had been 
uh, maybe famous for bringing some some more representation. Did he do? Maybe I'm just being racist here. So, I was gonna say, did he do Shang Chi? <laughs> did he work on Shang Chi? I don't believe he did. I, I That's maybe racist. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> you kept going. I'm like, man, he feels <laughs> really confident it. about this. <laughs> don't do it, man. Don't do it. I I don't have uh, you know a list of everything he's done, but. He's very known for his work with both DC and Marvel, having mm-hmm. like written for a lot of their main notable characters. Yeah. He did work with Wolverine, right? Sure. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I say notable. That's kind of like a broad term of like he probably did everybody. Like yeah. when I'm when I'm when I when I notate things like that, I'm like he just he just did everybody. Yeah. Like that's how I feel like. Um, but he worked a lot with like you know like with GI Joe. Oh. Okay. Um, he did a lot of GI Joe. Right. Yeah. And he did a lot of Venom too from back in the '90s. Oh, okay. A ton of Venom. Um, and he was also an actor, you know, going way oh. back to his break in like the seventies. So he actually appeared in like a, you know, an episode of MASH, the series. Oh, cool. And as well as like an, uh, an, an SNL sketch from back in like way back in the day, like yeah. eight early eighties. Okay. Um, it was like a, a spoof on like apocalypse now. Oh, okay. So he's pretty well-rounded martial artist and artist and cool. writer, actor. I mean, dudes lived. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome, man. <laughs> Yeah, he's lived, man. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool, you know, guy to have on the the team for such a project like this. Yeah, uh, Jim Ballant, you might know him for his work also with DC and having done artwork for a few characters. But he he worked on Catwoman for a really long time. Oh, okay. He worked yeah. on the main title for Catwoman from like 1993 all the way to 2000. Damn, that's a long run. That is a long run. Yeah, I mean, it's a long run. For, I think for modern comics, if that's fair to say. Yeah, I feel like that's a uh... A thing from the from the old days where somebody, like it's that's somebody's character, you know, like they stay on it for ten plus years, you know. Yeah, you don't really see that too much anymore. Right, and I think the add to your point, it, it's going to be based on like how sales are doing mm-hmm. critically, and probably the you know the you know the writer themselves. Like, are you yeah. still full of fresh ideas? Do you still right. feel good doing this because you're doing great? People are loving your work. It's selling. It's consistent. Yeah. We don't have any issues. I mean, I'm sure in a perfect world, they would want to stick with one person who can do it all. Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, these days, I think there's just so many artists and writers that I feel like they have to try and fluctuate to cre- you know, keep things fresh and mm-hmm. keep it going and moving. Yeah. So, yeah, but to have some stability like that, that's pretty important. Yeah. Especially back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ray McCarthy, I just saw that he did a lot of work for DC. Oh, okay. A lot of work for mm. DC. Is he the, a uh, lot of work for DC. <laughs> is he the inker on this one, or is he like backgrounds? What is he? Nah, I didn't. I didn't. No. I didn't try to dig that deep. <laughs> He's just his name is on the cover. <laughs> yeah, and a second issue uh, related to the Dark Claw character was released about a year later in June of 1997. Dark Claw Adventures, All right. which was written and illustrated by Ty Templeton and Rick Bershay. Interesting. I didn't realize that that Dark Claw Adventures was. Uh, a year afterwards. Yeah, they didn't try to like... So th- it's kind of funny because like uh, when I first picked up the book a long while ago, mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, oh, wait, I should probably check. Is this actually like a multiple like you know, right. multiple issue series or is this a one and done? Yeah. And sure enough, that was one and done. Mm-hmm. And then a year later, they do another one and done issue. And it's like, wow. okay, so that's all that exists in the past 27 years. It's yeah. just two issues of this Dark Claw character. Wow. And... Uh, yeah, that's that. That's, that's cool. all we have to work off of, people. <laughs> <laughs> and as we get into it too, like that, you know, they don't continue on from each other. They're they're both one shots in their own separate universes, 
pretty much, even though they're both amalgam comics. Yeah. They're in their own separate things. Basically, or at least it's just standalone stories or random issues that you would have to just, yeah. I don't know, jump in. Yeah. It's, it's what it felt like. You're you're just jumping in the middle of yeah. this character's Even though it says number event. one on the cover, it does feel like you're jumping in the middle of a storyline here. <laughs> yeah, for both of them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was Dark Claw Adventures number one. Um, for Ty Templeton and uh, Rick Bershay, I hope I'm saying that right. It's tr- oh, in, in tradition for us to not look up the <laughs> names ahead of time usually. Is it Bershay or do you think it's Burchette? Burchette. I'm going to say Burchette. You're going to say Burchette? Yeah. All right. Uh, you, hear, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> We're going with Burchette. Burchette. Rick We're Burchette. We're running with it. But uh, Templeton and Burchette, you would uh, primarily know them a lot for their work with Batman Robin Adventures which was, a at the time, a continuation of Batman the Animated Series in the comics. Yeah. So it's funny, like, for this entire second book, mm-hmm. this second issue here, it's very much inspired it's, by Batman the Animated Series an incredible amount. And as we, like, get into that, to the second book here, The, the Dark Cloud Adventures, it, it specifically mentions that there's a, a cartoon, like an animated series that this is continuing from. Because there's like a little sequence in there where it says like, see this episode of Dark Claw, the animated series or whatever. So like, you know, they're pretending as if Dark Claw had a, an animated series and this is uh, uh, continuing on from that. As much like Batman Adventures <laughs> was a continuation of animated series. It's, it's kind of a fun thing to do. Yeah. And I don't know, like it was something where just diving into it it's like i don't have much of a choice i just have to do this i I just have to try to catch all the little easter eggs and all the little tidbit details in both issues as to what gives me a clue about his background and and just the overall universe's background yeah that's the the funnest thing for me reading these two uh comics is trying to you know parse out all the little easter eggs and be like all right who are these two characters supposed to be who are the you know or there was this one character supposed to be an amalgamation of um it's just cool. It's just fun. <laughs> it yeah. is. It is really cool. And on paper, it sounds kind of a little bit strange because who's asking for this? <laughs> and to be honest, I have to like really dig deep as a child into yeah. my childhood and as I was growing up. I was actually into a lot of dumb ideas like that. I would like to list off some other notable mergers between DC and Marvel characters that. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, some that are just some that just stand out, and some that I found kind of dumb and funny or <laughs> otherwise so i don't have every character listed but yeah i'm gonna go down a nice long list here and uh kind of give you the lowdown and we'll uh go from there yeah all right first up i've got super soldier also known as clark kent an amalgamation of dc's superman and marvel's captain america yeah who would have figured then there's a uh, wonder woman also known as amazon princess Aurora of Themyscira. Mm. I wonder who. And I wonder who that could be an amalgamation <laughs> of. Well, I'll tell you. It's DC's Wonder Woman, Diana Prince, and Marvel's Storm. Um, in the back of the uh, of the uh, Legends of Dark Claw, it has like all these like number ones mm-hmm. that you know that were part of this. And yeah, lo- looking at the Super Soldier one, it's uh, writing it is Mark Wade and Dave Gibbons does the artwork. That one I was like. I would like to read that. <laughs> Let me see about that. I would like to. I would like to find a copy of that and read that. <laughs> and then we got uh, Dare the Terminator, aka Slade Murdoch, 
a female amag- amalgamation of DC's Deathstroke and the Terminator. Yeah, I'm sorry, DC Deathstroke. Yeah, the Deathstroke, the Terminator. <laughs> man, I got my notes all like. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, Deathstroke, the Terminator. Uh, that's yeah, let's see, and uh, and and Daredevil, of course. I don't know. I'm now oh, okay. I'm slipping. Yeah. You got me slipping. <laughs> I uh, I'm a little surprised. I guess I don't. Know. I, I totally misread that it was a female too. So cool. Good there for them. Go. Good, Good for them. them. Good, for, Good them. for them. Good for them. Representation. Here we go. J Jonah White. <laughs> that's. That is the combo oh, of Perry uh, White and J. Yeah. Jonah James. Yep, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I also no, I also liked the uh, promotion on the comic, by the way, of uh, Batman Forever when I was reading it. Oh, it's like, oh man, we just got done talking about <laughs> Batman talking Forever. About yeah, I think we're all Batman Forever out for like uh, at, least, <laughs> at least until we reference it again. <laughs> we had a solid what month of that? What was that? Do we have a solid month of uh, I, Batman Forever stuff? We we basically did, do have like enough. Yeah, hours out there of just nothing but Batman Forever. So, all right, all right let's get off of Batman Forever. <laughs> yeah, so we got, um, here, here's a good one. Maybe you can guess the combination of this one, buddy. Captain Marvel. <laughs> Is it uh, <laughs> Ms. Marvel and Shazam? <laughs> close, close. It is. Uh, or it, Captain Britain and Shazam? I don't know. It's, uh, it's Captain Marvel, of course, <laughs> Shazam. Billy Batson, yeah, and Captain Marvel, 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 yeah. of course, yeah. And then uh, the 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 alternative name, they're you know they're also known as William Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> not not. <laughs> this is definitely different. Uh, we got Professor Kang, which is a combo of uh, Professor Zoom, aka the Reverse Flash, and Kang the Conqueror. That makes sense. They're time traveling baddies. They're both assholes and petty about that, too. <laughs> Here we go. John Jones, Vampire Hunter. That's a combo of uh, Martian Manhunter and Blade. <laughs> now, that's the movie I want to see, Dude, man. what is up with... Like, tell me more about this. I need to hunt that one down. Um, so, yeah, we got that. Um, Doctor Strange Fate, is that one that you got in there? I'm going to be working it down. <laughs> I didn't write that one down. That oh, okay. was, I wasn't too into that one. But yeah, there's a Doctor Strange fate. Uh, I've got Bizarnage. Carnage and Bizarro? Yeah, <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> <laughs> you already know it. And then here's the uh, the bat thing. <laughs> the man thing and, and man bat? Yep. Because <laughs> they both have man in their title? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <laughs> the bat thing. <laughs> I just like, it sounds so lazy. Is uh, what we call you. The bat thing. I'm the bat thing. <laughs> um, yeah. So man thing, man bat, bat thing. Cool. Storm and Wonder Woman. That's not bad, man. From before. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a delayed reaction. <laughs> what is up with I don't know it? if we actually said who it was. We said Aurora. I did. I mean, oh, I, did. I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't listening. Here we go. We got the blue jacket. Blue jacket. Blue devil and yellow jacket. Yeah, close. You got Yellow Jacket, the uh, DC's uh, Blue Beetle. Oh, Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. That makes more sense. Here we go. Lobo the Duck. <laughs> Howard the Duck and Lobo. <laughs> you, you betcha. That, I, I would like to read that, too. That actually would be a good time. Yeah. Galactiac. <laughs> Brainiac and Galactiac. Hey. Hell yeah. Boys, boys doing good here. Here we go. Dead Devil, the man without without life. <laughs> well, Dead Man and Daredevil. There you go. 
the yeah. man without life. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's the man without the man without life. I, I want to add in the uh, the uh the man without a life dead devil. <laughs> He's a loser. He ain't got no life. It's got some. It's such a piece of shit. So you have dead devil. I have in, dead devil. So in, in the back of mine, I have a speed these, demon. These are not. These are not like most of these characters are not. They don't have their own titles. Oh, okay. These are just like these characters. Are characters, the, yeah. The, and the okay. whole amalgam thing. So okay. that's why I'm not going to list all of them. I'm just going to go with the ones that sounded oh, the most okay. different to me. So. Never mind. Speed demon here. You, is, uh... You're not listening to me today. <laughs> What's going sorry. on? Open your ears, man. I can't. I won't do it. Mm. All right. A few more to go here for you. Iron Lantern. Oh, okay. That's a weird one. Iron Man and Green Lantern. Yeah. His uh, name is Hal Stark. So you can probably pinpoint exactly which <laughs> Green Lantern he is. Here we go. This is going to be an interesting one to say. Although not as challenging as the last one I've got here. But we've got... <clears throat> here we go. Bear with me, people. Mandarin Nestro. <laughs> The Mandarin and Sinestro hey. to fight off against the Iron Lantern or whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Is the, they're they're two main yeah, villains. They are. Yeah, <laughs> you're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Thorion, <laughs> Orion and Thor. Huh? Yeah, we got one of the old gods mixed with one of the new gods. Ah. <laughs> Okay, this is the one that I'm going to have. Thor Ryan. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> um, Leoke Desaad. Loki and Desaad? Yeah. <laughs> Leoke Desaad. Yeah, yeah. Weird. That's weird, but that's just a handful of the names that I wanted to pluck and share with the world yeah. that stood out for me as like, okay, cool. <laughs> This is a combo. That's not bad. This is a weird one. Okay. <laughs> Thorion. Thorion's a good one, though. And uh, Mandarin Estro. That one. <laughs> that one takes the cake for me. Mandarin Estro. So, yeah, that's, uh, the, that's some of the characters that were amalgamated. There's there a ton more. Yeah. I would encourage everyone that has the free time and interest and curiosity to look them up because it is not getting any better after that. <laughs> That's the cream of the crop right cream there. Cream <laughs> of the crop right there. <laughs> I'll tell you what's got the cream, and that's the first issue that we're going to talk about, which is The Legends of Dark Claw, number one. The title of the story of this issue is Through a Glass Darkly. Hey. Kind of a cool title. Yeah. Kind of a cool title. Cool. Um, I got to say, though, that cover art yeah for that issue is yeah. so dope uh, like that? that was yeah that was yeah. uh that's an original by jim ballant yeah man um i it is you know fairly cool looking the one thing I, I do think it is a little over over designed in terms of all the little like spiky stuff <laughs> in it you know yeah i haven't seen anybody attempt to do a cosplay of that yeah. and i would think that's got to be a bit of a challenge yeah based on every little nuance detail that they did to try and make sure that they blended batman and wolverine together yeah because you got like the the wolverine mask pretty much but then the little the fins that are on wolverine's mask are kind of shaped into semi bat wings um so that makes it like to me that's a little little too pointy <laughs> but he has claws so everything should be pointy i suppose i mean this 
artwork looks exactly as a younger man mm-hmm. what I would be trying to make this overcomplicated <laughs> kind of mess. Yeah, trying to make it as cool as you could as you could think of in nineties cool. Yeah, like, oh, what if I add in like a couple of uh extra sharp points on the blades? Yeah. What if I add his bat wings to his Wolverine pieces? And what yeah. if I add like a couple of uh extra of, things on this belt and Yeah, and his boots. Give some get, put some wings on the boots. Put some wings on the boots. <laughs> Just put wings everywhere. The uh his claws, uh I kinda I actually kind of like the idea on these claws because they're the Wolverine claws, but then they're kind of shaped like batarangs too. You know, like they have kind of cutouts where like, yeah, you know, they, they look, it's just, a, it's just too much. Like I, I think they improved it a little bit slightly on the uh, next issue, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that that's too much. Like I think for any artist I would ever have to like take over. Yeah. That's one thing that you got to consider too. It's like the talent of like artists that are able to pick up and like mm-hmm. take over characters that have like a very specific popular design that you cannot change anytime right. soon. Yeah. That would be a pain in the ass yeah. if I were an artist, but depends on if you'd be interested in doing all that. Cause that's a lot of interesting yeah. detail. And you have to draw that over and over again. now. <laughs> like once you yeah. design it, like you got to draw that in every panel now. Like this is literally, you look at this, it's so easy to tell. Like, to me, it's easy to tell that that is a mixture of Batman and Wolverine. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, the the mask and the claws definitely give you Wolverine and then the cape and all the, the bat <laughs> accoutrement uh, tell you about Batman. So, And, and, and the, the color scheme, too, is, you know, it's mostly it's supposed to be black, I would assume, but it's, you know, on the page, it's a little, like very dark blue. But uh, black and yellow, mostly black, that's, you know, that's Batman. Yeah, so very unique design to say the least, and pretty cool cover for this first issue. Yeah, fierce looking dude. Very fierce looking. The issue opens up with the with Dark Claw going up against one of his uh, his arch rivals, <laughs> known as Hyena. Hyena, aka Creed H. Quinn. <laughs> the, you you probably guessed it already. Is a combination of joker and Sabretooth. <laughs> again you got to take the two the two rivals the two arch nemeses of each of your characters that you've mashed up now you gotta take their nemeses and mash them up too and it's a good you know hyena is a good thing to to land on too because obviously hyena is laughing joker and then Sabretooth, it's an animal <laughs> so hyena's an animal too yeah and hyenas are threatening and yeah Something to be kind of uh, fearful of. Totally. So yeah, yeah, that's a that's a pretty good gamble to uh, put those together. Plus, when you think of Wolverine's number one arch rival, it's it's Sabretooth. Yeah. So you should probably put them together, and mm-hmm. it makes sense because they're both you know weird pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> there is a lot of cheesy dialogue throughout the story, though. Yeah, there is. This uh, it was it was kind of hard to <laughs> it was kind of a hard read. <laughs> It's kind of like it not as not as egregious or as strange as the Stan Lee's Batman issue. <laughs> That's true. Where yeah. that was like super hokey seventies yeah. yeah, you know, terms and, and slang and, yeah. and all sorts of dialect that he was trying to convey mm-hmm. in that book. And this one is not like that. It's very just like by the numbers kind of dialogue. Because mm-hmm. I don't think you know, with these being one shots, they're not trying to like break ground. I think they're just like, hey, this is a combination of these characters. Let's make some cool art and just a very 
generic story with some background beats. Yeah. And that's what it kind of felt like. Yeah. I think, <laughs> like, in this issue, you have their version of the Huntress, who is Carol Danvers. Like, just straight up. It's, right. it's Huntress, Th- but she's Carol Danvers. Ah, that's right. I was just, like, right before we started re- recording, I was looking through it again. And uh, I was like, okay. I, I saw a picture of her, and I was like, hey, blonde hair. And the only only thing I could think of was Selena Kyle mm. in the animated universe has blonde hair or, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer. But then I was like, but that's too, that's too DC. Cause I was like, that's Huntress and Catwoman. <laughs> that's like too DC but you're from people. Two, but you're from <laughs> the same world. <laughs> that's not an amalgam. Ooh, I've wasted my life. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So Carol Danvers and, uh, yeah, yeah. I think if I had reread it, I would have been. <laughs> Because I think she says something, or somebody says something about Carol. Yeah, no, it's Carol Danvers. Yeah. Well, so it's not necessarily. I mean, it is an amalgamation, but not like that. I don't not, get how they're related, though. You know. Right. Yeah. There's no. But sometimes you just got to take two people. Yeah. <laughs> put them together. I mean, especially if you look back in '96, '97, dude. Yeah. They weren't using using Carol Danvers like they are today. No, not at all. So once again, a much different time. Yeah. And you always have to keep in mind these characters were not. Some of these characters were not really that big back then. Yeah. You know? Totally. So, and that's one of them, Huntress and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Carol Ms. Danvers. Marvel, yeah. Yeah. Miss Marvel at the time. They're not getting that kind of love and respect. Yeah. So, you got to do what you got to do with them. Uh, yeah. But she's in there and she's, you know, basically after the whole Dark Claw and uh, Hyena, f- you know, fight and fiasco, mm-hmm. uh, you cut to her and she's kind of sne- snooping around. Uh, like artwork guess, stuff, right? Yeah, a lot of artwork stuff, and essentially she comes across the Dark Claw uh, hideout in this in this little penthouse. Oh yeah, and oh yeah, because she's in like I forgot what the, is it Logan Wayne? Or Logan something? Wayne, yeah. yeah, Logan Wayne. And when she does the discovery, she's like Logan, techno wizard, painter, sportsman, and walking enigma. And this is before <laughs> she stumbled into the Dark Claw stuff. So this this version of uh, you know this Logan Wayne mm-hmm. is. A jack of all trades. Yeah. He's got everything going on. <laughs> yeah, he's got all these pictures, too. You see a little picture with him, and I I think this is Creed, yeah. Yeah, you find, like, she... she there were army buddies. Yeah, she gets into, like, the little hideout in the uh, the penthouse. She's find, she's finding all these old pictures of of Logan Wayne and, and, and Creed uh, from back in the army, you know, getting, you know, their little Weapon X project. <laughs> Weapon X. And then she sees the, you know, the, the wardrobe and she's like putting it all together. And also it's not uh, known as the Batcave. It's the Barrow. Don't know what that means. Uh, I don't know. Like Barrow, Barrow, Barrow. It's yeah. like B-A-R-R-O-W. That's what they call it. It's mm-hmm. basically the Batcave. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you get introduced to this character as well. This other combination character of... Of Robin and Jubilee, <laughs> known as Sparrow. Sparrow. Mm. And this is, you know, I think uh, Jubilee was partially based on Carrie Kelly. Mm. Um, those glasses that she wears. Because, like, obviously, like, in the first, like, panel that you see Sparrow, uh, she's got, like, the, what are the Jubilee glasses, but they also look like Carrie Kelly glasses. So it's almost like, you know, they're putting together Carrie Kelly and and Jubilee um, and you think Jubilee wears that yellow overcoat, and now she's got a yellow cape. Yeah, come on, it all works out. <laughs> it comes together. <laughs> so, and she's uh throughout the issue, she's always, you know, telling Dark Claw what's on her mind. 
Yeah. Keeping, you know, kind of keeping things straightforward, especially once Carol Danvers gets in the mix. And mm-hmm. she's like, wait, she knows your identity and all this other stuff. We got to yeah. do something about this. Like, she's very concerning. She's very on top of it. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a kid, so she's got a lot of, uh, you know, gumption and excitement to her. And they really try to push that through quite a bit that she is someone who just tells it like it is or speaks her mind. Yeah. And doesn't hold back. Mm-hmm. And you've got Darklaw who just sort of takes it in and still does his thing. <laughs> uh, the One of the main plot points is hyena is basically putting the president's life in danger mm, and he's classic trying, yeah classic he, you know classic heist here or, i'm sorry <laughs> classic crime uh, <laughs> also the president blatantly looks a hell of a lot like bill clinton which oh, okay. was the president at the time so yeah, yeah makes sense they used to be way more on the nose back in the day yeah with whoever the politicians were at the time mm-hmm. and they would Basically, just use them in the book. Yeah. Kind of like how they used uh, Reagan during uh, Dark Knight Returns. Right, yeah. And yeah. Nixon and Watchmen. And, yeah. Yeah. So, well, Watchmen, I guess, is more of a different example. But for a lot of today's comics, they don't typically like to address the real politicians. Yeah, they usually make up, you know. They'll just make up somebody else. Yeah. That way, if there's a plot that demands the president to be assassinated <laughs> or killed. Yeah. It, it, it isn't going to be uh, Obama getting killed Although, or uh, George W. Bush or any <laughs> right. other historical, real historical people. I think I think there was a, um, a, a Captain America storyline in the 70s when he was nomad, when he uh, he follows like some some crime thing and it goes all the way to the president. I think they nixed it at the very end, but I think it was supposed to be a reveal that like Nixon was the the top guy of this like criminal ring or something oh, like God. that. <laughs> they were going to do a full black dynamite. <laughs> Of course. Of course it was. Oh. Oh. That buildup. The the actor who played Richard Nixon in Black Dynamite is yeah. amazing. He does the buildup. He's got the sound. He's getting ready. He's getting amped up. He's getting ready to go. And he just starts going. Nunchucks. He gets a couple of shots in on he Black does, Dynamite, man. too. God, I fucking love that movie. It's a great movie. Fucking love that movie. Um, one of the big threats or the ideas that Hyena has is that he's going to be letting, letting loose some poisonous gas on the president and his, uh, his crew, mm-hmm. but that's okay because Dark Claw saves the day. Good for him. Yes. <laughs> the issue does end on a cliffhanger where Dark Claw is like wanting to go back and finish things with Hyena and that's kind of like where they essentially just left it off. Yeah. Like there's no, <laughs> you don't have a clue how he's going to do that. And it's a very, like I said, it, even though the stakes were technically pretty high, in which the president of the United States' life is at risk, mm-hmm. and crisis averted, Dark Claw saves the day. I think, what, he just, what, takes out the helicopter? I, I don't know. It was something super simple, wasn't it? Yeah, let's see here. He's uh, fighting Hyena, and Hyena jumps out, and then... Yeah, pretty much. Hyena just jumps out of the plane, and Dark Claw gets onto his own helicopter. Sparrow comes and saves him, and then that's it. And they fight Sparrow, or I should say, uh, Hyena lives to fight another day. Yeah, I mean, nothing. Once again, this is not a groundbreaking issue of like, man, let's see what original story we can actually come up with with like these this this idea yeah. of these two amazing standout brand characters. Super basic story. Yeah, very the, by the numbers. The, the, the kind of story that, like, a child would make up. <laughs> like, sorry, Larry Hama, don't mean to, like, you know, shit on you. But 
I'm sure that they were just given like, man, I just got to do this bullshit. <laughs> like, this <laughs> is, you know, turn out this story and all right, what can we do? Because like, the t- to me, the main draw is seeing all these amalgamated characters, seeing all these mashups. And they kind of just make, you know, the, the bare bones uh, of a plot, you know, pretty much just, okay, Hyena is going to take out the president. All right. Let's go with it, you know? <laughs> and yeah. Then, and then, you know, a little bit of backstory in terms of, okay, you know, uh, Logan Wayne and, and uh, I don't know what hyenas really <laughs> what was, was a Creed H. Creed, Quinn. Creed H. Quinn. Knew each other back, you know, they have a history together. They have a history together. All right. And uh, one of the other backstories of this um, you know, amalgamation mm-hmm. is that Logan Wayne's parents were murdered in front of him when he was like, you know, six or five or whatever. Yeah. And then he went to go move and move to Canada, to Calgary, Alberta, right, Canada, was, yeah. to live with his uncle. Yeah. That's there you go. That's that. That's but then, you know, going to the army and doing the projects mm-hmm. triggered his mutation yeah. powers and abilities. Yeah. So not only is he rich, but he's also <laughs> one of the deadliest people in the entire planet. Yeah, just a very paint-by-number story. Yeah. Nothing crazy, nothing yeah. groundbreaking, nothing that's going to hook you. There is no other issue to look forward to. This yeah. was a one-and-done. The next issue that they tease is called uh, This Claw, This Crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> so, for the most part, just a very meaningless kind of experience, It's in a it's, sense. It's honestly there just to show you, look at all these characters that are mashed up, you know? Pretty much. And that's probably what the rest of them look like. Yeah. So not to shit on all this, but <laughs> the fact that it's not something that's discussed yeah. or explored yeah, and developed, you know, amongst the community is kind of wild still, but mm-hmm. understandable when you're reading something like that where you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. These these do feel very, or I should say this one does, feel very dashed out, you mm-hmm. know, and it, it does feel like a, like a cash grab. <laughs> they, it probably would have benefited them to turn it into like a little quick mini series like gosh i don't know three issues at the least i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> that, uh, um they had very specific uh rules mm. uh to you know how they can how they can write it and how what they can show and what they can't show or um how the the money itself gets uh divided up mm-hmm. um so I'm sure that, you know, I, I bet you it was a, probably a miracle putting just this out by its, you know, in, in and of itself, regardless of, of how the, the story itself turned out. I'm sure the, the, the rules and, and, and uh, 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 restrictions placed on, on the creative team were great. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure it was, it was probably tough to, to put together. Maybe they could only really make this kind of a, a story because they can't really can't really dive into it <laughs> the way that they would have wanted. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, all very likely. Yeah. At the end of the day, this is what we got, yeah. and this is what we still have. Oh, no, it ain't. Oh, no, it's not. It ain't. <laughs> because a year later, we got Dark Claw Adventures, number one. The story of this issue is face-to-face. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we definitely are not done with Dark Claw just yet, as we had mentioned earlier, and just now. We have a whole other issue. There was a second issue produced. It wasn't a continuation of Legends of the Dark Claw, but it was at the very least a nice little taste of what you could do with this, you know, combination of these two megastar characters. You yeah. Know, Batman and Wolverine. And this was a little bit of a different twist. Um, 
because this really had a lot to do with the, like I said, the with a uh, Templeton and uh, Burchette, mm-hmm. the combination of uh, you know the the writer art um, writer I was gonna say artist artist <laughs> uh, the writer artist combo that worked on all those Batman and Robin adventures. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this issue is very 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 inspired by Batman the animated series. Yeah, mostly like the new adventures uh, style kind of artwork. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. Like you get it's a very light kind of hearted issue too, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah, I remember liking this a little bit more too. I think there's there's a bit more. I actually think there's a bit more characterization in it, and uh, you maybe it has the benefit of having uh, a familiarity, you know, with having already an, an issue of some kind of dark claw <laughs> thing before it. So maybe it doesn't have to worry itself too much with um, mashing everybody up and having that be like the the main thing that you're, you're coming here for. Because I feel like they actually do put a plot in here. You know, there's actually something a little bit meatier than. Oh yeah, and as last one, and kind of just to get into that right away. Yeah, you've got. Uh, I think this is pretty cool. You got Patch Malone <laughs> hanging out at Lenny's <laughs> to find the killer of his parents, and he also just came by for a drink and listens in on all the punks and low lives talk about <laughs> stuff. So it's kind of like his way of. Being in the know in the criminal underworld in some form or another, yeah. And it's it, once again talk about amalgamations and, and combination of characters. Mm-hmm. You're you've got Patch Malone, <laughs> which is uh, a mixture of Batman's underworld uh, alter ego when he goes undercover as matches Malone, yeah, with uh, Wolverine's. That one time he wore an eye patch. <laughs> Wolverine's. Uh, uh, other under no, I guess he's got two different like personas of this, but it's like his undercover gimmick known as Patch. Oh, okay. And also his future version of himself known as Patch. Ah, because I, uh, I remember there's like a version of Patch basically. There's either a panel or a cover that I'm remembering where uh, he's in a like a white suit where Wolverine's in a white suit and then he has the the yeah. patch on and he's got his claws out. That's yeah, Patch. Yeah, that's like his future or alternate self basically okay. i i'm not overly familiar with it but i am aware of it and yeah. i think it's kind of cool because <laughs> he wears an eye patch and <laughs> he's wearing all white he looks yeah. very dapper totally uh one of my so it was like a wolverine iron man issue like one shot that came out a long time ago yeah and what always stands out to me is is them being reluctant to team up with one another like mm-hmm. wolverine has no issues with 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 tony but mm-hmm. tony has issues with him with with, with wolverine <laughs> Uh, because I think it's a matter of like that Wolverine like stole like or slept with like one of his exes or something like that. <laughs> it was just goofy because like you know he's got jealousy towards yeah. you know Logan for just he looks like he's tiny, he's hairy, <laughs> he's supposed to be ugly, he's an in the asshole. Comics, yeah. yeah, like he's an asshole, yeah. and it's like how does this guy keep getting <laughs> getting late? And on I'm top Tony of that, Stark. yeah, and on top of that, he. You know, he took one of my gals. Um, so they were reluctant to work together. But there was like a bit where they were going undercover. So they're suiting up, but not like in their main outfits. They're suiting up in like tuxes and suits and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, they're getting dressed. And um, I think at one point they're both like looking in the mirror, just, t- you know, getting their bow ties put together. Yeah. And, you know, Stark's like, I did not peg you as someone who could uh, clean up so well and, <laughs> you know, dress so well. Yeah. And Wolverine's like, I've been able to do this the whole time. I love dressing up. As a matter of fact, I've got a great wardrobe of all these like name brands. He's like naming off all these things. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but I just don't have the opportunity to wear them all the time because I'm always 
getting chased after by ninjas and mutants <laughs> and everybody else that wants to kill me and take my head. So I don't prefer blowing more money on suits that they're going to keep getting ruined. You know, he's explaining why he's always wearing flannel and yeah. always wearing like, you know, tank tops and just keeping his, yeah. you know, non-Wolverine outfits simple <laughs> yeah. because they keep getting shredded up and, and, and destroyed. So, it's a good reason, man. Yeah, I like that. I thought that was like, uh, that was one of my favorite Wolverine like, you know, panels. <laughs> Um, so check that out. It's a pretty cool, fun little short story. Uh, but yeah, it kind of felt, uh, like a nice little, you know, the, the Wolverine like mixtures in this issue seem a little bit more fun yeah. to combine in like Batman's world. Yeah. Like even in this issue, like right off the bat, he's getting picked on by cyber ninjas. <laughs> right. Yeah. If it, cyber ninja assassins, if it ain't Wolverine, if it ain't a Wolverine <laughs> comic in any element, that's because it's missing ninjas. Because Wolverine's <laughs> always fighting ninjas. Always fighting ninjas. Which is man. honestly something that we need more of in the world. <laughs> Every time Wolverine goes to Japan, he's gonna have a target <laughs> on his back. <laughs> Those ninjas hate him. They hate Wolverine, and they hate him in this book too. And he's not even Wolverine. <laughs> uh, but this all leads to uh, another amalgamation here: Lady Talia. Mm-hmm. AKA Tal- Talia, it's it's a, it's a Talia Al Ghul and Lady Deathstrike combo. Yeah. She is the daughter of Raz Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> that one got me when I was reading it, dude. And the <laughs> Raz Apocalypse, Raz Apocalypse, man. <laughs> yeah, I you guess know, two two immortal beings, right? Well, yeah, that's totally fine. I just Coming think the from name the is right. Yeah, I just think that the name is uh, not necessary. <laughs> Raz Apocalypse, baby. Like I just think, cause cause Denny O'Neill created Raz Al Ghul, right? Yeah. And you know, he, you know, everybody that's initiated will refer to him as Raish Al Ghul. Raish Al Ghul. Raish Al Ghul. Yes. Am I saying that right, Mister <laughs> Raz Al Ghul? Mister Raz Apocalypse. <laughs> Raz Apocalypse. <laughs> so, what throws me off is you know he clearly has a, an Arab name that stands for the demon's head. Right. Yeah. What is is this the demons? No, this is the head of the apocalypse. Is what this would be because I think Ghoul is demon. Raz. Yeah, Raz Apocalypse. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> I just uh, I just I just can't. But the I head guess head of the apocalypse, baby. I guess so, man. But anyways, they brought her into this, so she's kind of at the forefront. Um, essentially. Dark Claw, and they they explain this, but Dark Claw had to kill Raz Apocalypse to prevent a mutant killing virus. Yeah, because seems Raz Apocalypse was probably going to do something that that Apocalypse would do quite a bit is find the the, the fittest survival of the fittest. He would test his uh, his mutant brethren, uh, and whoever didn't die or whoever died deserved to die and was not strong enough. <laughs> and he's trying to make the uh, the mutant race uh, stronger. Yeah. So maybe and, that's what uh, this is going on. I'm just looking at this uh, uh, design of Raz Apocalypse 2. He has an R on his belt instead of an A. <laughs> <laughs> this is still the, the, the goatee? I didn't uh, get to look at it. Actually, no. He, he doesn't have the goatee, which I'm surprised about. It's basically, it looks like a, an Apocalypse head with, it's it's, almost, it's pretty much looks like Apocalypse with a sword. <laughs> oh, well, good for go. him on that one, I guess. Uh, yeah, weird combo. Just the name alone is... Mm-hmm. Eh, not for me. Yeah. The issue ends with Lady Talia striking down Darkclaw, you know, finally kind of getting some revenge because of him killing her father. And she, the whole issue is just her trying to get a little payback on him for that. 
Yeah. And uh, only for her to learn that uh, she would regret it. Like, he does appear to be killed he, by yeah, the he, end of it. He, he, lets, he basically lets her kill him so that she knows what it would feel like. And she, like, immediately is, like, regretful of it. Which is, this is why I kind of like this more. Because there's an actual, like moral to this story because he does explain he didn't want to kill her father that's not yeah. he's not a killer he doesn't want to be a killer yeah yeah he he talks about how he he, he has killed in the past and it, it doesn't suit him <laughs> he doesn't like it um and so yeah so he, he 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 lets her shoot him and uh basically he does i think he does die but with his mutant healing factor he comes back and uh yeah and and lets her know like Look, that's that's how it feels when you kill somebody. Would you, when you seek revenge and you you do that, this is how it is. And he's kind of grappling with the idea of, should I kill the guy that killed my parents? And to kind of hop on that, mm-hmm. you know, he, you know, he even states that there, you know, like this is like the most Batman thing about it too is, <laughs> he states that confronting his parents' killer would only go one of two ways: either he wouldn't kill him, or He'd regret it for the rest of his life. Yeah, and or the rest of his life that he had. Yeah. So, um, I mean, and and that's kind of the lesson that he wanted to teach Talia. So, pretty cool. That's like yeah. the most Batman thing that happened in the book. Um, aside from you know all the cool Batman the animated series inspired artwork, I would say this one definitely does have the better plot. Mm-hmm. And it does feel like a very one and done issue. Like, isn't necessarily anything that's teasing you about what's to come. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's it was that was the story. Yeah, and it feels complete. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I don't feel like I'm supposed to be hooked in for more that will never come. <laughs> a lot of background noise today. The city is alive. Yeah, the city. She cries in the city. <laughs> West Dallas. Um, Keep it dirty. <laughs> Uh, one little sequence here, there's a, a danger room in the Batcave, or the, uh, I don't know if they call it, what, what, the, what do you call it? The, the Barrow. The Barrow, yeah. The Barrow. And, uh, it's the Barrow, David. Dark Claw wants Sparrow to, to bring up a, a a program so that he can train. And there's a whole bunch of like little mashups here of villains that he goes through. The first one is uh, Green Goblin and Two-Face, mm. which is, uh, I think they just call him the Two-Faced Goblin, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And then uh, Cyber Croc, which is I think uh, obviously Killer Croc and Cyber uh, mm. from the from the nineties. If anybody adamantium skin, Cyber. Uh, who else do we have here? There's and then I think there's oh the Omega Beast, which is Omega Red, and I don't know who the Beast is. KG Beast. Oh, KG Beast. That makes sense because yeah. they're both from Russia. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Um, hyena, of course. We had a whole issue with hyena. Um, so yeah, so there we go. There, there's, there's like a little like fun sequence of just all these mashed up, you know, villains that we get to see. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was pretty cool. I mean, that gives you more of an insight of what could be, you know, if they wanted to ever, if they had ever wanted to do a little bit more of an expansion on the Dark Claw character. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, all in all, cute idea as a kid, I definitely would have been eating this up like nothing. Like it would have been, it would have been all all like fun for me mm-hmm. as an adult like i'm looking at it now and i'm like you know i'm happy it exists because it answers that question if anybody ever asked yeah. <laughs> what a combination of wolverine and batman would be like you know you got one of the you know flagship characters 
over at Marvel within Wolverine because I think in the '90s, man, who wasn't saying Wolverine was their favorite Marvel character? Yeah, I mean, man. I don't think Marvel had a ton going on back then. The X Men were kind of a big deal. Yeah, outside of Spider Man, X Men was it. Yeah, and in the X Men crew, I mean, you're a Cyclops guy. I'm a Cyclops guy. You're yeah. a Cyclops guy. I was. I'm a Wolverine guy. Yeah. But so were so many other people. Even to this day, Wolverine is still yeah. a lot of people's favorite Marvel character. Fa- favorite X Men. Favorite X Men for far. sure. Yeah, and I think you know the Marvel character is still one of those things where it's expanded now. That that conversation has grown because I think pe- thanks to the movies, people now have an interest in learning more about Captain America, Thor. Yeah. You know, Iron Man. So. Yeah, but back in the day, back in the 90s, Wolverine was the man. Yeah. Wolverine was the Marvel character to really get behind and support and be, you know, a fan of. Yeah. And then there's Batman. And what more do we need to say about Batman? Well, a whole lot more. Let's keep going. Let's let's keep going. (laughs) We got a whole podcast. (laughs) We got a lot of stuff to talk about with Batman. Um, But that was Dark Claw, guys. All two issues of Dark Claw and some of the... Nice little tidbits in uh, what brought what brought uh, him to existence. Yeah, fun fun little issues. So yeah, yeah, very interesting stuff. Once again, just a really cool insight to those things. And um, yeah. I mean, like I said, happy that it exists because it answers that question. It's a very unique situation that <laughs> occurred that kind of brought us to this point. Yeah, but get yourselves uh you know these are these were not very hard to find yeah dark claw was a pretty easy find for me i i'm sure they printed a bunch of shit and then mm-hmm. just a lot of people didn't want to keep them uh, yeah. <laughs> i'm keeping mine because why not yeah, it's man. in the collection it'll be there for a long time and you know it's it's a unique part of the collection too you know like absolutely what, what other batman thing do you have where he's you know mixed up with wolverine <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And the only other thing that uh, was Batman-related produced through the Amalgam comics was a random issue of Bruce Shield. Um, oh, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Agent Wayne, Agent of Shield. of Shield. Yeah. Not Bruce Shield. <laughs> Bruce Shield, <laughs> Agent of Wayne. He's an amalgamation of Bruce Wayne and Shield. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Shield. <laughs> Bruce Wayne's face on a building. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Screaming in pain. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Bruce Wayne, Agent of Shield. I didn't really look too much into that because I'm like, eh, I don't know yeah. if that really matters. It's not as fun as... Bruce Wayne and and Logan is Batman and, and uh, Wolverine. Yeah. yeah, and then you have Dark Claw. That's more. That's more of a way to use that. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but yeah, this was unique. A lot of the stuff that they did for the series, you know, not just with the Dark Claw stuff, but everything mm-hmm. else that we were talking about. Yeah. I mean, that's something I would probably have to go back and research. Kind of like we said, there's the the one that you were kind of uh, uh, feeling. The uh, oh yeah the the super soldier yeah super Mark soldier. Wade and Dave Gibbons like yeah that sounds yeah. pretty cool I, I, I mean you that. got Dave Gibbons on there so the artwork's gotta be dope yeah man <laughs> <laughs> that's Dark Claw for you folks that's, that's Dark Claw that's Dark Claw Adventures and the Legends of Dark Claw all in one how about that how about, how about them, them apples? apples yeah how about them claws how about them claws ain't no ain't no law with Dark Claw <laughs> David yeah. Do you know anything about the future? <laughs> the future, you say? The future of this podcast. <gasps> I know a little bit. Ooh, you want to share with the people? We might go what? Share with the people. The people. Well, let's just say we're going to go beyond. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Shway. So Shway. We're doing Batman Beyond for our next episode. The pilot. Oh, rebirth. 
Rebirth parts, parts one, one and two. That's right. One and two. That's right. That's right. We're gonna keep syndicating for y'all <laughs> by talking about Batman Beyond. We're gonna go over the pilot episodes. Syndicating Beyond. Syndicating Beyond Belief. <laughs> but we're looking forward to diving into the future of Batman with Batman Beyond, a very exciting animated series that came out many years ago. So tune in to the next episode of the Chemical Syndicate when we go over. All of that. Yes. We're going to do it. And you know what? Man, it's a lot of work, but I'm having fun. <laughs> so much work, but it's fun. We're lifting the heavy stuff. Yeah, I know. We're doing you, all the hard work. The but listener. It's fun. But you know what? It's fun. It's fun. I have fun watching Batman Beyond. I have fun reading Dark Claw comics. Yeah, man. Don't tell me it ain't fun. <laughs> Don't tell me you ain't having fun. I'm I know having, you're having I'm fun. I'm having fun. But uh, tune in next time, guys. We'll be back at you. With a hot and fresh <laughs> episode of the Chemical Syndicate. Yeah. David, where can the masses find us? Well, they'll find us on all of our socials Twitter, mm. Instagram, or X. I'm sorry, it's X. I thought X was Twitter. Yeah, it's Twitter. I that's, thought you were calling it Instagram. Oh, okay. No, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> uh, hey, quit fucking with me. <laughs> <laughs> quit fucking with him. Quit fucking with him. Uh, that's what I'm telling Elon Musk. Quit fucking with it. <laughs> You're not even on Twitter. Dude. I'm not even on Twitter. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting pissed off by it. Um, I've had enough. <laughs> I can't read anymore of this <laughs> shit. <laughs> Go full Professor X. <laughs> Wimp. <laughs> Gonna, um, amalgamate me with Professor X over here. Uh, yeah. Instagram. Twitter. Uh, Facebook. Facebook. All that stuff, you can find us at Chem Syndicate. That's right. C-H-E-M-S-Y-N-D-I-C-A-T-E. Chem Syndicate. You heard the man. You heard him. <laughs> Chem Syndicate. <laughs> find us on all socials. That's where our candy asses are hiding at. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. All right, guys. Hey, thanks for tuning in for the uh, for Batman plus Wolverine equals Dark Claw. We'll be back at you with Batman Beyond in the next episode. Guys, take care. We love you. Thanks for following and listening. We appreciate it all. We'll see you and speak to you. We ain't seeing shit, but we'll speak to you soon. <laughs> That's right. Bye. Bye.